0: Hello and welcome to Relationship Rescue. Every relationship begins with you, the podcast. In case you're ever wondering, what else do you have besides this podcast? Follow my website. You can go to my website, HeatherCatherineCarter.com. LinkedIn. LinkedIn is a great place to find me because I post a lot of in-depth, in-depth, um knowledge wisdom insight on linkedin of course you can find me on instagram and yeah facebook not really um twitter no not really but those places my website my instagram linkedin yes you can find me there um so but on the podcast i really open this open subjects open um anything to do with relationships wide open because why I can talk to you. I have time, I'm talking, I'm really helping you figure this out. And today we're on part three. Um, and you know what? This is gonna be probably a five part series. And today, um, what I wanna talk about is how to take your life back, right? So how, What is? what does that look like? Because when you're with somebody that is BPD or NPD, you are really stuck. And you're allowing yourself to stay stuck, basically. And I know, I know, I know, I know. It's, it's hard to leave. I get that. And you're stuck in there because there's something about you within you that feels you are not worthy. That you deserve more. That you don't deserve more. Something, this relationship is giving something to you or you would not be in it. And that is the truth. And I'm sorry and I hate to say it. And it hurts because you want to say, well, wait, Heather, come on. Well, yeah, right. Come on. What are you doing? Why are you staying? Nobody that has a healthy belief system about who they are that says, I am worthy. I am good enough. I am confident. I am peaceful. I am happy. I'm successful. I am love stays in this abuse because it's abuse, right? So what is it giving you? It's giving you something. And I, and I understand it because guess what? I've been in relationships with narcissists. I get it. Never a BPD, but an N- NPD. And actually, somebody that was at borderline on both. So, what I want to know is this is what I want you to ask yourself what am I getting out of this? What unhealed parts of me are keeping me here? Because something, because again, nobody stays in this. And I get it. I get it. So let's we're going to examine that today. And normally you would think that I would wait till the end of the series to do that. No, because what I want to do, I thought about this a lot, how to present this, um, the information I'm going to share. And one of the things is this: is um, I want to, as I did in the first two episodes, talk about you know what they do, the the reactions, you know why they are a little bit the way they are how they come across, the way you're living. And now I want you to look at your side of the street. Because remember, what, what's my tagline? Every relationship begins with you, every single one. So it's time to look at your side, your side of the street. You have a side to the street and it sucks and it's hard. And I know that, you know what, um, I'm not victim blaming here. You are a victim of somebody, yes, but how, what, why are you staying in a victim? why are you staying there because what when it was good it was like super good right yeah love bombing well but what is the what is the 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 bpd also basically can love bomb when they're giving you attention and love you feel that but see what here's the thing about that then what does that mean is that you're craving love in a, in a really unhealthy way you're willing to take abuse to feel loved which means then you don't love yourself there's not a lot of self-love in there no matter what you tell yourself no matter what you would even tell me i would disagree only because people do not stay in abusive relationships when they love themselves i know this 100 i know this when you start loving yourself everything changes you cannot stay in that drastic Abusive roller coaster any longer. You have to leave it. Right? So, um, a lot of detaching, you know, when we detach from people, it's this detach with love. And it is something you can do, right? Um, because you don't want to suffer anymore because of the actions and the reactions of the person you're with. You just don't. And you can't allow yourself to be abused anymore. You just can't. And, you know, um, you got to stop doing for others what they can do for themselves. You can't, you can't do it all for them. Remember what I said in the last episode that they have a a gas tank that you keep. They keep pulling up to the gas station. You're the gas station, and they keep asking you to fill their tank, but you can't because there's a a hole in the bottom of their gas tank. So every time you put something, it just leaks out the bottom. You you can't you can't you can't fill them up, right? So you have to look within and you have to objectively make intelligent decisions based on your self-respect, your self-love, your self-worth because you are good enough and you are way better than this. Right? And so is the BPD and the MPD by the way. They just never they just don't know it and some of them will never figure it out. Stop delaying your happiness. Stop grab it now. Okay, see, there's so many things you can do to take your life back and I want to go over some of them, you know, we can redirect things. And yes, you know, um, there is, again, when I'm helping people in this, you know, of course we go through the boundaries, the assertive training, I teach them how to speak to them, all of it. But here's the other thing that we do. Um, I help them heal themselves. Because once you heal yourself, it becomes really clear and you can no longer stay. Or the person changes, right? That, and that's the truth. They start seeing that the game is up. Even though it's not a game, but it's up. You they, you have to force them. And it's not even about forcing them. It's just about being good to you. They have to see that it's going to be harder for them to stay the same than change. Because they are going to lose you. And, and this isn't about threatening them, by the way. This is about you changing Your reactions to their out-of-control reactions. You changing, putting boundaries in, setting them, all of it. Letting them see your change. And then you letting them know as they don't change, I'm not going to be in this much longer here. You know, obviously there's a way to do it. But, so that's what, you know, today is about. It's, you know, it's about you bolstering your identity, your self-esteem, your confidence. Okay. Um, it's about taking responsibility for your behavior. And, and I will talk more about this in the coming months, by the way. Um, you know, one of the things that I, I ask my clients is, how is this relationship meeting your needs? Right. I mean, if, if you weren't getting something out of it, you would walk away, and that's the trap. That's the problem, right? Okay. Um, and a lot of people with BPD and MPD, what are they? They're bright, they're charming for sure, funny as hell, witty, alluring, engaging. And when they are the things that you fell in love with them about, wow, they're everything. You know, one of the clients. One of the questions I ask my clients is, "Why do you love this person? What do you love?" I want to know what do you love, and they all tell me kind of the same thing. By the way, well, they're funny. I can talk to them. They're charming. They're 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 witty. They're this for small, 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 small periods of time. Right. They. They while they can control themselves at times it's so little it's so it's it's and and when you understand that you're only going to get glimpses of that part that you love it's not it's not sustainable for them then maybe you're going to start to open your eyes to seeing what reality is right so you got to stop making excuses. And, you know, what what we do is we make excuses. We deny the severity of the situation. And then we um, end up years later going, shit. And I'm not talking a year or two. Some people it's 10, 20, 30. And your life is, "Mm, well, not good. I, I hate to say the word wasted because that sounds so severe, and I, and I don't mean that because if you learn something from it and you heal yourself from it, then it's definitely not wasted. But to live in misery for your whole life, it's wasted. And that is the truth, right? Um, you know, what, what you'll see is that when you deny the problem, it reinforces that negative behavior for the for the BPD, and it really does. Right, so um, when you're getting that flattery, that attention from them, you know, I know it feels really exciting. It's empowering, um, but as that attention, the flattery begins to phase, and you're gonna miss it. You, what you're kind of doing is you're staying basically trying to get them to flatter you again, to love you again, to you know, give you attention again. And so, what is that, right? Well, it's called intermittent reinforcement, and that's what you're addicted to. You're addicted to the initial, just like you are with most people are with an MPBD, the initial love bombing, and so what are you craving? You're craving that love, attention. You're craving basically the same things that the BPD is craving, but they've got you hooked. You don't. You there. You actually probably have as big of a fear of abandonment as they do, but you're not as out of control as they are. I know that hurts, right? And you might've even started a relationship with them that um, you you weren't as strong, or you, one of two things happens. You start a relationship with the BBD and you're severely codependent. Usually they find somebody that's codependent, they find the people pleasers, they find the passive people, much like the MPD, right? they're not going to find the assertive, secure person. It won't happen because an assertive, secure person cannot stay in that relationship. So you're continuously looking for that, you know, th- those those moments of the love that you're seeking, right? And you keep trying to, um, you know, to g- get that initial well, I hate to call it, but it's a high, right? So what happens when we fall in love, we have that. Or when we feel we're getting attention and loved and all of those things, you're basically getting dopamine, oxytocin. It's, it's, it's an actual hormone dumped into your body. It's the feel-good hormone. So like, you know how they do those experiments with rats and the, um, oh, they give them a, a, a dose of cocaine. The rat goes back, hits the lever again uh starts feeling bad okay go hit the lever only we don't get to hit the lever with the bpd and this release you got to go through near death to get to the you know and there's no lever to hit and uh, you know so what why where is your wounding i need you to ask yourself you know what are my fears what, what 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 am I what am I missing about myself here? What do I need to heal? Why do I feel that I, I deserve this? Right? What 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 can I do for myself, you know? And do you have a need to rescue? <clears throat> Are you do you have low self-esteem? You know, do you have no confidence? Do you feel unlovable, unloved? Do you feel unforgivable? right? Do you have a limiting belief that says I can't be direct? Who I am is not okay? Because they're in there, right? They're in there. You have a right, (laughs) excuse me, to have healthy relationships. You do not deserve to have months or years of excessive criticism, blame, and borderline rage. You know, a lot of people start to question themselves. What do I deserve? You don't deserve that. I know that, but you need to know that. Right? You see, you deserve to feel respected. You deserve to get your own needs met. You deserve to be able to communicate effectively. What do I talk about all the time? Effective communication. Right? You have um, the right not to fight. (laughs) You have the right to feel good about yourself and the relationship. You have the right to your opinions, to your thoughts. And you have the right to decide if you're going to stay or you're going to leave. You know, what are your own issues about being needed? You know, codependency um, is real. You know, people like, I hate that label. I don't want to call it codependence. Let's call it pro-dependence. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with pro-dependence, but you know what? Call a spade a spade. co Dependency is codependency. It can be male, it can be female, it is basically taught, it's a learned behavior from our family of origin, and it's okay that you are codependent. There is no shame in codependency. None. You know, we all want to put these new labels on things. We need to call it something else and whatever. Okay call it whatever you want to call it, but codependency is codependency. And a codependent gets stuck in these relationships. Okay? The rescuer gets stuck in these relationships. The enabler gets stuck in these relationships. Why? Because we feel responsible for other people's thoughts, actions, feelings. I was a severe codependent. There was nothing pro-dependent about it. Nothing, by the way. It was codependent. I was co-dependent upon another unhealthy person. That's what that means. There was nothing pro for dependency with an NPD or BPD. That is not pro-dependence. Open your eyes. It's okay. I was severely codependent. I was one of the most codependent people you've ever met and never in my, any world would I say I was pro-dependent. And, uh, you, and you're fooling yourself if you think you're pro-dependent with an addict, an alcoholic, or anybody. You're not. There's nothing pro-great, good about it. And I'm, I'm getting heated about it because, you know, in society these days, we just keep relabeling, keep moving goalposts, keep reshuffling, and it's not helping us. At all. So when you feel responsible for others you know and when you feel it's your duty to solve other people's problems when you feel it's your duty to stay in abuse emotional abuse when you feel it's your duty to stay with chronic cheaters and nothing changes what is that codependency it means i don't love myself and even though you are abusive towards me i need you i'm codependent i'm dependent on you you're dependent on me to fill my voice i'm gonna fill yours but yours the BPD and the mpd though that's an unfillable tank because there's a leak in it but me i'm at least getting something out of feeling needed out of having someone right most likely you'd find it more difficult um you know uh to receive than give Almost. You're you're used to giving. Secure people bore you, most likely. Where's the fun and the boredom? You're used to a chaos. And guess what? It's really interesting and way more tempting to concentrate on other people's problems more than to solve the difficulties in your own life, and that's the truth. And if you've ever heard my talks, my things on the drama triangle, which I need to do that again too, then you will know that the rescuer is only rescuing to take all of the attention off of their problems and throw them on the other person. If I can say my husband, my wife is a cheater, they're an alcoholic, they're this, they're that, they're addicted to porn, they're this, then guess what? You don't look at my problems. And I don't look at my problems. We look at theirs. And that takes the attention off of mine. So I rescue. i enable. You were in rescue. You and Abel. And I'm not saying that's you right now, but if you continue to stay here, why? There's something in there. Maybe it's not total codependency. But most likely you don't have a firm, firm sense of who you are, right? Apart from somebody else. You're enmeshed. That's codependency. Enmeshment. We learn enmeshment when we're parentified in our family tribes. Right? When we're the peer to our parents, when we're taking care of our parents, when we're taking care of our siblings, when, when we're being ignored, um, when we're not chosen, but we're trying to do everything to please. And those, can, by the way, people come become BPDs too. Right? So, we're, there's an avoidance in a codependent. There's an avoidance in somebody that stays in these relationships. You're used to worrying right? You're used to taking care of things. You're used to rescuing. I want you to start looking at yourself. How do you interact with yourself and other people? What's keeping you from standing up for yourself? What are you responsible for in the relationship? What can you do about it, right? Look at this opportunity. for It's, it's an opportunity for growth, for you you know when you when you when you detest somebody's behavior but you continue to stay in it why why do you believe you're helpless because you believe you're helpless you're in love with an abuser hmm how can you be in love with an abuser who abused you in the past in some way who ignored you who didn't choose you because basically what you're saying is, I will choose you, even though most of the time you are berating me, attacking me, raging, doing so many out of control things that makes me feel like a piece of shit. But I'm going to continue to choose you. Same thing, right? What is the BP doing? They're, they're going after you because you're not choosing them, basically. They're, you, they're, you're going to abandon them. Well, why are you choosing them? It's so hard and I get it right but if you can start to make changes within yourself right um accepting that you can't make your your partner your spouse seek treatment you know that they 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 will not seek help until it's harder for them to stay the same then then you can start taking some responsibility for your own behavior right then you can start to look within and decide i want to heal no more i don't want to live this way anymore i can't do it because if you really do love the bpd if you do then you will do them a favor you will stop this insanity you will you will get off the roller coaster you will stick massive boundaries up boundaries that say There is no interpretation of this boundary other than what it is. It's a boundary. If you trespass over the boundaries, these are the consequences. If you continuously trust, I'm leaving, I'm done. It literally will have to get to that. And then you have to do it. So it's time. It's that time of year again. Okay. Three to four times a year I run the course. It's my healing course, and it's basically what I do with my clients, but it's in a group setting. I'm taking 15 people. We begin a May 2nd, I believe, Sunday, May 2nd. Early bird special right now, 20% off three different payment methods, three different payments, plans, I should say. Right, It's affordable for all. You choose which choice is for you right now. You can take 20% off. I think in doing it until I have to ask my assistant April 16th. It's EB20. The link is in the show notes. Get in the course, get in this group course. It, 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 it is eight weeks. Everything you're going to click on the, the link in the show notes, and it is going to teach you and help you heal. It's going to basically take you from where you are now to thriving. You're gonna learn how to live up to your highest potential and you're gonna heal and either your relationship is gonna heal or it's not, but you're going to heal. Click that link, 20% off whichever um, choice you choose. There's three choices, right? So there's a choice for every single um, group of wherever you are financially basically your level of one-on-one help you want from me. That's what's going to decide on the price. EB20, I think it's till April 16th. Registration is now open. 15 people are coming with me. I can only take 15 at a time. If you have any questions, let me know. Much love. Talk to you soon. See you soon. Actually, I won't see you, but I will be back here very soon to finish this, um, well, I'll never stop the podcast, but to finish the, especially to finish this series out. Bye-bye.